food bloggers. Hi, how are you today? Thank you so much for tuning in to the Eat Blog Talk podcast. This is the place for food bloggers to get information and inspiration to accelerate your blog's growth and ultimately help you to achieve your freedom, whether that's financial, personal, or professional. I'm Megan Porta, and I've been a food blogger for over 12 years. I understand how isolating food blogging can be at times. I'm on a mission to motivate, inspire, and most importantly, let each and every food blogger, including you, know that you are heard and supported. As you know, there are so many food bloggers out there looking for success and looking for ways to grow their businesses in the best, smartest way possible. And I feel like there's a new formula that is required if you want to get into this food blogging niche and find quick success. It is so different from the old formula of three to five to seven and beyond years ago. Carmen Spillett joins me here in this episode. She's from eatwithcarmen.com and she provides this formula. She started food blogging one year ago. She's in an ad network. She's found quick success in so many different realms of this business and it's amazing and super inspiring. So I know you're going to love this, whether you're a seasoned blogger or a new blogger, you will find value in this episode and there will be plenty of gems that you can take away. So tune in and listen to the entire thing because it goes right to the end. The good stuff is permeated throughout the entire thing. So episode number 435, this is such a great one. It's one of my favorites I've recorded in a really long time. Thank you, Carmen. It is sponsored by Rank IQ. Hello, my favorite people. Let's chat quick about some ways eBlogTalk can help you ditch the overwhelm, manage your time, feel connected, and prioritize that seemingly never-ending stream of tasks, platforms, and algorithm changes we're faced with. The eBlogTalk Mastermind Program is our signature offering and the best investment you will make in your blogging business. This is a transformative 12-month experience that will help you achieve your goals faster than you ever thought possible. Join the waitlist for 2024 groups. Go to eblogtalk.com forward slash mastermind to get in on that. If the mastermind program is on your dream board, but you aren't quite ready to make that investment in your business yet, the next perfect step for you might be the Eat Blog Talk Mini Minds. This six-month program is designed to help you achieve your goals and overcome any obstacles that may be holding you back so you can experience the freedoms you're yearning for. Join the waitlist for groups starting in Q4 of 2023 at eatblogtalk.com forward slash mini minds. And if you are ready to learn, grow, and build relationships in person, join me and a handful of your fellow food bloggers at an upcoming Eat Blog Talk retreat. This is a great opportunity to convene in an intimate setting to learn, collaborate, and connect. These retreats involve mastermind-style peer-to-peer collaboration and are incredibly powerful and fun experiences. Go to eblogtalk.com forward slash retreat. To get information about all eBlogTalk services, go to eblogtalk.com forward slash services, eblogtalk.com forward slash services. Now back to the episode. Carmen is a food blogger from Victoria, Canada. Currently, she is a stay-at-home mom. Carmen started her food blog in the spring of 2022. It has always been a dream to share, and she had the courage to start and never looked back. Last year, Carmen gained 106,000 followers on Instagram in just five months, and she's excited to have qualified for Mediavine very recently. Carmen, thank you for joining me on Eat Blog Talk. How are you doing? How's your day going? Hi. Hi, Megan. I'm good. Thank you. How are you? 
I'm good. It's a nice sunny day, so I can't complain. And I'm excited to get outside, to be honest with you. But I'm really excited for this chat because I know you have a lot of just lessons to share with us about blogging in general. But before we get to that, do you have a fun fact you want to share with us? Yeah. So my fun fact is actually I grew up in the I was born and I grew up in the Philippines and I immigrated here in Canada with my family when I was 12. So I learned how to speak English watching Disney movies. Oh, <laughs> oh I love that. Oh my gosh. Do you have some favorites, favorite Disney movies? I don't. Every. Every single one. I just actually watched the latest Little Mermaid live action in the movie theaters with my son. I made him watch it. It was very, very cool. (laughs) He hated every minute of it. Oh, did he? (laughs) Okay, if I tried to bring... I have one son who would totally go watch it and another who would rather die than probably (laughs) go into the theater. But I'm curious. Did you like it? Oh, I loved it. Honestly, it's... Yeah, Disney has a soft spot in my heart for sure. So it's very cool to see. Yeah, I'm excited to see it. I think it'll be on my list this summer as well. Bring your one son. Bribe him with popcorn and snacks and he'll go. It's awesome. Oh, that's all he needs. A big bucket of popcorn and candy and yeah, we're all over it. All right. Well, first, before we get into your amazing lessons that you've learned so far in your blogging journey, do you want to tell us just a little bit about like when you started your blog and kind of talk us through how that's gone. Yeah. So um, a little bit of intro. I started, this has always been my dream. I've had this idea of starting a food blog for about six, seven years. And I actually bought a used DSLR camera and I just like had it in my closet for so long. And last year I just decided to just like, you know what? Life is too short. My father died from cancer last year and I decided to just I realized it's like it's now or never. And so I picked up the camera. I learned, I learned, I listened, started listening to your podcast. I started listening to Blogging Millionaire, Food Blogger Pro podcast, and I just went from there. And it's been just over a year. I started last April and it's been like the best journey. It's just been like, it's been really, really awesome. So yeah. What is your niche? My niche is Asian food. Okay. I wanted to make easy Asian food because that's what I cook every day for my family. I I cook a lot of things, but primarily Asian food. I have, my kids are half Filipino and half Caucasian. And so I wanted to make sure that like, that they get every, everything. (laughs) Yeah. I'm looking at your blog now. Your photos are so gorgeous. Were you a food photographer before you started blogging or a photographer? Nope. Wow. That's amazing. Yeah. So one of the things that I did was I invested in myself and I did food photography school. I knew that first thing first is like people need to click on the picture. And so I really started with my food photography. So thank you. I appreciate that. That's very kind. Yeah. And then how is your blog done? I mean, it's very new. It's just over a year. That's in the blogging world. That's very young. Thank you. So how is it doing traffic-wise? Traffic-wise, it's doing really well. I just got in to Media Vine a couple months ago. Congratulations. So that was really cool to have money coming in. So that's nice. And it's been great. I You just have to immerse yourself and kind of just jump. <laughs> yeah. 
don't do. even yeah you don't even look back don't let imposter syndrome get you although it does I deal mm. with it all the time but you just gotta go Everyone does. It's not just for the bloggers who have just started. Everyone deals with that. So yeah. Okay. So in your young journey, you've gotten really far already. You're already on an ad network. That's amazing. Congratulations. So there are some lessons that you've learned along the way, and that's what we're going to kind of talk through today. So definitely, tell us what one of the lessons are that you have learned so far. Yeah. So let's start with just like with... Treating it like a business day one, you got to know your audience, you got to know your niche. If It will change over time, but as soon as you kind of know the idea of your customer and who you're serving is really, really important. And that's how I, who I make content for. So for my, for my website, I know that I make easy Asian meals for busy moms. A lot of my recipes are like less than eight ingredients. I try to make it really simple and quick and fast. Like I love using the air fryer because if you know, as a mom, like you are juggling way too many things. So that's kind of how I've grown as a food blogger. These days you need to know that. Like back when I started, you didn't need to know that. You just could like put up (laughs) random whatever. But if you start a food blog now, you have to know exactly what you're doing and who you're serving. That is like step one. If you want it to treat, if you want it to be a business, you've got to treat it like a business. Exactly. So, so that's how I started. I like literally paid, I made a picture. I took a picture of my friend and I was like, that is who I'm making a content for. So I just have that idea. And so I, I visualize who I'm making the content for and, and started from there. I love that. Okay. So you like have an actual visual Mm -hmm. so you can connect it in your mind. Exactly. Like how much money they make, what they do for a living, how many kids they have. Like I went really, really like I just wanted it to be very clear from the get go. So Mm. yeah, just having clarity in who you're making content for basically. Yeah. That's really good advice. Thank you. Okay, so that's how you get started. That's how you establish it right off the bat. What do you need to do next? What other lesson have you learned? Invest in your website. Treat it like you build a store. Invest like you would in inventory, staffing, learning. I invested in a fees theme. I, I did think about it for a long time. So I did it six months after I started my food blog, and it has been the best investment ever. I did all the plugins that he recommended, courses like Sophia's blogging and Pinterest course, food photography, photography school, and cooking with keywords. And because I knew nothing about blogging, I knew nothing about SEO, knew nothing about food photography. And so I learned from other people who's had success. And so I didn't have to reinvent the wheel and kind of just like did my own path from there. There is a path now. A lot of people have paved the path for those of you who are starting now, and that is very fortunate for you. I didn't have that path. Exactly. So follow the path that's been paved in this world. Yeah, right. It saves you so much time. Yeah. Do not reinvent the wheel and don't think you're too smart because you're not. It is a very, very tough road if you want to be serious in this. And so learn. So yeah. Love it. And then can you tell me just a few key things that you love about the feast theme and why you're, because I agree with you. I always love hearing it from other people, like why you're glad you invested in that. 
Well, fees theme, let's be real, like everybody uses it. And if everybody's using it, it must be doing something great. So that was my first initial thought of it. And then once I dug deep into like what he did, he just optimizes your website. Fees theme is the reason I got into Mediavine, 110%. As soon as I got into fees, two months later, I was on Mediavine. So it's amazing. Yeah. And just knowing Pinterest, like Pinterest, a lot of people, they kind of get scared. So I took Sophia's blogging Pinterest course and it was very, very helpful because I had no idea what Pinterest was. Uh, Food photography school, food styling is like probably one of the like the biggest parts of our jobs. And so you got to learn how to make that plate look great because you can have the best like recipe, the best food in the world. But if you don't know how to style it, if you don't know how to take a picture, you know, no one's going to click on it. So you got to do that. And SEO, let's be real. Mm. Our life is SEO. So (laughs) (laughs) this is our life. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, I think I haven't taken cooking with keywords, but I've heard so many great things about it. And I've had Aleka on the podcast and I know it's transformed a lot of people's businesses. So it's really good to hear that that's been the case with you as well. Yes. I love her course, but SEO is not just something, it's not something that, you know, makes me like excited to get up and go do, but Mm -hmm. you got to do it. So yeah, you do. Yep. It's an unnecessary I won't call it an evil. It's a necessary task. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. All right. What is lesson number three that you've learned? Okay. So learn all the skills. You got to learn how to do videography nowadays. You know, a lot of like a lot of bloggers that are prominent in our space, like they didn't have to learn videography. But now if you're new and you want to get ahead, you got to learn videography, food photography, SEO, social media management, managing your website. You got to learn all the things. But videography is probably my most important tip for everybody because I I grew my Instagram following from zero to 106,000 followers in five months. So that's really helped with my traffic. And you have to learn how to do that. And so what I do is I just, whenever I cook something, I do photos and I do the process shots as well as videography. And I learn how to edit. I learn, yeah, you just got to do it. It's part of the game. And so that's, yeah. That is the reason how I've gotten my success is because videos are super important. Mm. So you have traffic from Instagram, correct? You get traffic? Yes, a lot. And at what point would you say that kind of started happening? Because I know there's like a tipping point for some people, like around the 50K mark or something along yeah. those lines. Yeah, so I started to get it when I hit one when I had one viral video And I realized, I was like, oh, I have to show them where to go get the website. So I was just very determined at the very beginning. And the tipping point was definitely my first viral. So I had like 5,000 followers at that point. And the moment my viral recipe went crazy, like I started to get 1,000 followers a day. Whoa. Yeah, it was great. And the traffic was crazy. So whenever you have a good recipe, they... Like you will get a lot of pushback for not putting the recipe down in the captions. But at that point, I was just, you know what, like they got to go. Like the whole point of this is to drive traffic to the website. So you just have to be strong. (laughs) (laughs) Be strong. Yeah, be strong. And which one went viral? Was it a reel? Do you remember what? It was definitely a reel. The the photos don't get any kind of traffic. Reels, definitely. Reels, reels, reels. 
And do you remember the uh, recipe or the topic? Yeah, I, I have a few now. I got garlic miso chicken thighs. I have three cup chicken. I like there's several, but a lot of chicken dishes. Definitely people love the easy chicken recipes. So those ones, they do really well. Okay. And then do you do a reel like every day? How often are you publishing those reels on Instagram? I like to publish three. I used to publish two a week, but Instagram doesn't like that anymore. So they want you to post every day, which is very, I don't know. It's, it's been very tough for sure. I've definitely, I'm struggling sometimes like it is what it is, but they like you to post seven days a week, but I am at three to four. Okay. And you've still made it work. So that's encouraging, I think. Yeah. Okay, cool. So videography is a must these days. I know that's becoming more and more prominent. If you're new, but if you can get traffic elsewhere, like 100%. With a domain authority like mine, like it is really tough, especially in the first year. SEO is a marathon. And so I had to get traffic elsewhere. So that's what I did. Do you post video on YouTube? Oh my gosh. Yes, I, I do, but not as consistent as I like. There's just way too many platforms, Megan. And it's just very, I need to be very disciplined at that in that sense. So yes and no. <laughs> <laughs> I hear you. There's, you have to draw the line somewhere. I mean, you could like do everything and it would just burn you out. I feel like. Yes, I did reach burnout a couple of times already. And oh, so you have to be very careful with your mental health. And so you mm-hmm. kind of have to like draw the line somewhere. But I want to, if you're organized, you can definitely do it. Oh, 100%. I just have to be extra organized. Yeah. Do you do Facebook? Do you post video on Facebook as well? I try to repurpose everything. I try mm-hmm. to repurpose, but yes, I do. But okay. Facebook, I don't get a lot of traction from just Instagram. Instagram has been my driving, my, I think it's because it's the platform I used in the past. And so I just yeah. really knew the platform really well. And so get to know your platform and do really well at that. So my suggestion for that, my next strategy for that is like, I really want to focus on YouTube. So I'm just going to like, I'm going to do Instagram and stuff. However, I'm really going to focus on like, YouTube, YouTube shorts and YouTube long forms. So that's going to be my goal for the Q for Q3 and Q4. Yeah, I've never had that magic success with Instagram that you have granted I've n- I've put very little effort into it, but I don't like I don't get it. I see it as a community piece, like a way to connect with people versus a way to get traffic, but amazing that you have actually found a way to get traffic through Instagram. I think that is so inspiring and awesome. Thank you so much. It was I it just one viral. It t- it only took one video to go to go big and then once you're there you kind of like have that that kind of longevity with Instagram. Yeah. yeah. It creates so, a magic flow. Yeah. Awesome. Okay, what is next on your list? What's your next lesson? Yeah, listen to podcasts like yours, food blogging podcasts. It's like you guys know your stuff. I get amazing advice about Rank IQ supplemental posts. So I've been Mm -hmm. kind of like putting that, including that in my strategy, like Google web stories and Facebook groups. I learned that from your podcast. So that's very helpful. So yeah. So yeah, free content right there. I like podcasts are the best for that. You can listen for free. You can do it anytime. You don't have to be sitting at your computer. 
I know. Podcasts are amazing. Yes. And also because you don't have any coworkers to talk to, you're by yourself. So it's like having like a friend to like talk, like kind of like you can talk to yourself about it too. And just, (laughs) you know, it's a very lonely, isolating job in the very beginning. And so podcast has really been really helpful for my growth as a food blogger. So have I been your friend, Carmen? Yes. Oh my gosh, Megan. We've been BFF (laughs) since day one. (laughs) Oh, yay. You just told me before we recorded that we went on a walk together this morning. I'm so happy that I was there for you. Yes. I I listen to your podcast like every Tuesday, Thursday. I look forward to it. Aw. Yeah. I love that. I'm glad it's helped you so much. I know there have been so many amazing guests sharing amazing stuff on here. So yay, that makes me feel so happy. Like incredible information. Like you couldn't Google the kind of information that you share. Like it's awesome. You just made my day. You made my week. Thank you. All right. So go listen to podcasts, find some food blogging ones. And then also, don't you think going out of the realm of food blogging is helpful too? I love entrepreneurial, just kind of more generalized podcasts and like mindset and money and business. And Well, you got to share some of your favorites because I'd love to get, I'd love to listen more. So like, I just love them. I go for walks. I take my kids to the park and I listen to a podcast. So share some, like I'd love, I love anything mindset and money and growth. Okay. I'll tell you three amazing ones right now that come to the top of my head. So Chill Chill and Prosper by Denise Duffield Thomas. She is a money mindset coach and she shares like really short, like 20, 25 minute episodes that are just so good. She's a multimillionaire. Like she's a published author multiple times. She runs a money boot camp, which is highly successful. She's amazing. So Recommend that for money and just mindset. Second, the Mind Your Business podcast by James Wedmore. He is also a very successful entrepreneur and focuses on the kind of the woo-woo spiritual side of business and how you can get ahead by tapping into spirituality, which I love, love, love that. Highly recommend him as well. And then Cliff Ravenscraft, he is actually my business coach, but he has mindset podcast that digs into, again, like all this stuff on the mindset side of running an entrepreneurial business. So it's called The Cliff Ravenscraft Show. And that one's really good too. Yeah, I got to listen to those. Now, would you recommend hiring a business coach and just like kind of like, you know, like I said, it's an isolating industry. Like, would you highly recommend hiring a business coach? One million percent. I know it's, this is something that a lot of people hesitate to do because they're a big investment. Typically, like if you get a good coach, it's a big investment. And I sat on this for years. And once I decided to do it, it was a really hard decision, but it completely changed my business. I mean, I can look back and see almost to the day, like how things were going kind of like mm-hmm. in my bank account and just generally in my business changed immediately once I hired him and I've had him for two years now and it has been a complete transformation. So that is like next level probably when you're ready for it, save up for it and do it. Food bloggers, let's chat about Rank IQ for just a minute. There has been a lot of worry circulating around our food blogging niche around the topic of AI and how this might negatively impact organic traffic to our blogs. 
First and foremost, I highly recommend that you listen to the Blogging Millionaire's recent episode addressing the impact of Google's new search generative experience on organic traffic and ad income in 2023 and 24. One of the points Brandon himself mentions, he is also the founder of Rank IQ. He mentions in the episode that grabbing those low competition keywords that have thin content in the top 10 results and that currently have low domain authority blogs securing the keywords is going to provide a chance to duck under the radar of the new Google AI search feature that is starting to get rolled out. This provides the perfect reason for using Rank IQ because it is already packed with those hand-picked low competition keywords that are ready for you to use. Go pick some low competition keywords yourself by visiting rankiq.com and get started today. Now back to the episode. I think it's great for the very beginning, just because you're so overwhelmed with everything. And I think a business coach, I can see how that would help any business because Mm -hmm. when you're by yourself working for yourself, it can get pretty scary and just, you don't know which way to go, which path. So I think something like that could help anybody new or, you know, 100%. Yep. And there are just things that I get hung up on in my head and Mm -hmm. like, You know, if I didn't have my brain thinking, I would be able to probably sort it out, but I do. So just running it by him every month, like, okay, what do you think about this? And he'll be like, I'm not in your life, so I can give you clarity. Here's here's the answer or whatever. And it's just like nobody else would be that honest with me. And like my husband wouldn't tell me these things. My best friends wouldn't tell me these things. I know. It's so helpful because he knows I'm paying him to deliver honesty yeah. And he shows up and I don't know, it's it's a game changer for sure. So that can be like 4A for your lessons. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And let's be real. Our husband does not want to be our business coach. <laughs> no, no, no. And no. we don't want him to be either. No, we don't, no. <laughs> yeah. So that's, yeah, no, you're, if you can recommend something for me later, like I would love to like d- dive into like a business coach because I think that would really help me out a lot right now, just because I'm so overwhelmed with all the tasks, it'd be great to have some kind of structure and a a path. So that's very cool. Yeah. Email me later. I can give you some thoughts. And then also when you're looking for one, I always say this people, make sure you hire somebody who is into mindset because so much of what we do relates like the bare bones, like you have to take care of your mindset first and foremost. You can do all the work in the world on your business, but if you don't have your mindset in check, you're never going to get anywhere. So I like that is super important wow. to look that's, for. That's very helpful. Thank you. See, I learned yeah. something new. Oh, there you <laughs> go. Helpful. Yay. Okay. What is your next lesson? Number five. Okay. You need to post every day. You need to stand out. If you're a new blogger, you can expect rank day one, regardless how low your competition is. You have to post every day and don't just do any posts as well. Like you got to strategically pose like what's good for Google SEO is not necessarily good for Instagram. So whenever a recipe, for example, whenever I do a recipe for Instagram, sometimes it's, 
I do it just because I know it's going to do well on Instagram. And I don't really think about the SEO. Like it's really hard to think of a recipe that's good for SEO, good for Instagram, good for TikTok, good, good for this. Like you just kind of have to sometimes, you know, like see what's good for your growth. You got to be strategic. So that's why it's very exhausting to post every day, but you got to you got to do it, especially when you're new, because posting every day also helps you grow in a way that be- you become a better videographer. You know what your your audience want to see from you. So you can kind of see what works and what doesn't. So, yeah. So when you say post every day, do you mean to some platform? Yes. Like I, for example, like for my seven day work week looks like I'll post two blog posts a week. That's SEO rich. And that's like really, really optimize for SEO and then I'll do and then I'll post the exact same thing for Instagram but then I'll add a couple things like whenever something is trending on Instagram I say go do that and like it doesn't have they don't have to go straight to your website but at least you have something that will boost up your algorithm and on Instagram yeah so you kind of have to be strategic with what you post and how often you post so you don't get burned out because like I said I've I've gotten burnt out a couple of times and so you kind of have to be very smart I like to do a weekly social calendar not a monthly because a monthly I will get very overwhelmed mm-hmm. whereas when I see it Monday to Sunday like it's kind of a little bit more doable like I'm like okay mm-hmm. today I'm posting here okay today I'm posting here so you, I'm not posting on Facebook or Instagram every day but I am posting I have somewhere to post every day that's really smart. I love that. So you're like somewhere in our little internets and yeah. social medias, they are seeing your content every single day. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So you're boosting everywhere, every like, yeah, yeah, essentially. I like that. And I like your weekly approach to it too, so that you're not seeing a whole month's worth of content and going, no, thank you. I'm running yes, to the hills. Exactly. Because yeah. I did that. That was my goal in oh. the very beginning. And I was almost made me vomit. So I oh. like to avoid that. <laughs> I was like, nope, this is not doable. So you got to do what, what works for you. And I like to be one week in advance. So again, like sometimes trends, you know, like the trends on Instagram is you kind of have to play with it. If you see something that's trending, you kind of have to be on it right away. And so a week in advance is very sustainable. It's a more sustainable way to be able to post frequently. I love that. That's such great advice. This is like the modernized version of lessons from a food blogger. (laughs) If if I would have had this conversation four years ago with somebody, these would be totally different. So I love this. This is so great. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So what is next on your list? So don't be scared of this one, but this one is, uh, especially when you're trying to qualify for Mediavine or an ad network like Ad Thrive, which is called Raptive now. And so like um, 15 hour days are super normal just when you're trying to qualify. Because once you get the juices going, once you got some gas in the fire, you kind of want to like play on it, especially during qualification times, right? So not going to lie, I had some crazy long days when I was trying to qualify. I was posting like three web stories a day. I was posting Instagram every day, just trying to boost my traffic. And so, but I qualified. So that was good. 
So sometimes it's important and the reward at the end is really worth it. And once you're, you are making money, passive income, I like to call it, or ad network money, it's really nice. So you just got to work a little bit hard in the very beginning and then hopefully it'll pay off at the end. It is unfortunately a part of the game. If you want to find that quick success, it's kind of, it kind of comes hand in hand. Once you got into an ad network, were you able to cut back a little bit? Yes and no. You kind of have to kind of optimize your site a little bit more. So because now you're trying to get the RPM, you're trying to build your RPM up. So you kind of have to like work on your website a little bit more. So I'm, I don't work 15 hour days anymore. I have cut back, but now I have to be, I have to really think about how to optimize my website and what the next goal is and what the next strategy is for Q3, Q4. Yeah, that's smart. Very smart approach. All right. What is your next lesson? Project management software and Calendly are my best friends. Like you got to have some sort of structure, SOPs, and right in the very beginning, because when you get busy and when you start to get overloaded with stuff, it's nice to build something at the very beginning. Like um, I use Trello and it's been amazing. It's very affordable. And I just, I do not write a blog post without using my Trello just because it keeps me very organized, especially when you're trying to qualify and you're writing so many blog posts and you're doing so much content work. It's really nice to have the structure in place. So everything, so you have a system. Totally agree with this. Do it from the start because Mm -hmm. I know bloggers who have been blogging for a long time and don't have like, they have all of this content just kind of floating around in their minds and they don't have a place where they have it structured. And I feel like that creates clutter that doesn't need to be there. So from the beginning, start logging, start creating that structure within whatever software you decide. And then, yeah, using Calendly too for your appointments. Yeah. So Calendly for appointments, because you will get, you will start to get brand sponsorship deals and stuff. And so you kind of want to like make sure like you don't overbook yourself and, and I have to juggle my kids, both my son's activities, mm-hmm. my business, my husband. Like it's it's really nice to have everything set up in your calendar so you don't overbook because there's nothing worse than double booking yourself oh. and you have a client meeting and it's happened to me and that's why I got it. Because I'm like, oh, this can't happen. <laughs> so got to put something there. So yeah, yeah, so just avoid making those mistakes because you want to seem like you're professional. And so because there's a lot of you have a lot of competition for brand sponsorships. So you want to be very professional. There is nothing worse than double booking. And you just need to do that once before you learn, right? And you're like, oh, exactly. crap, like you're at a soccer game or something trying to get on a call on a Zoom call. Oh, I used to do that. I used to like... You've done the same thing. Perfect. Yes. And it's painful. <laughs> oh my gosh. And you just like, you don't like yourself after. You're like, uh-uh. why? Why? Why did I do that? So yeah. yeah. So avoid that mistake. So just be very organized because there will be a lot of moving parts. They say food blogging. is like, oh my God, it's like, it's a hobby. It's so easy. No, no, definitely <laughs> not. <laughs> yeah. If you're taking it serious, no. No. And then you mentioned Trello, so I wanted to mention Airtable is also really good for managing your content. And then if you don't like either one of those, that's fine. You can just use a simple Google Sheet in your Google Drive and go that route, but start with something, please, I beg you. 
start with something. And what's awesome about Trello, so what I do, this is really cool for new bloggers, is I put I put goals. Like it could be like delusional goals, I call it. It's like <laughs> I'm gonna qualify for me divine and like and like Q1, Q2. Hey, but those delusional goals, I've made one or two of them happen. So I write love your it. Goals, Tell me about them. Write your goals. It's like manifesting. So it's yes. just that like I write every at the beginning of every quarter, I just sit down, no kids, no dogs, no, nobody. And just like write my goals for the quarter and just, you know, like how many blog posts and be very specific. How many blog posts do you want to post this, this every month for the quarter? How many brand deals do you want? What was your number one goal? And honestly, I would, Mediavine was at the top of my goal and I got it. And the, the, Q2 that I said I was going to do it, I got it in Q2. And so just gotta, you gotta do. Goosebumps, Carmen. That's amazing. When, when you said mindset is everything, when you look at your project management and you just see, that's the first thing you see is like your goals. It's like, it kind of like sets you up in the right direction right off the bat. Mm, that's so powerful. It's so true. Yeah. And then one thing I found with goals is if I if I do what you're saying and kind of have them somewhere where I can see them, but I'm not obsessing over them. Yeah. They happen much more quickly. But if I obsess over them, they never happen. It's like holding on, like clinging something really tight. It's never going to work out. But if you can just hold it in your like in your project management mm-hmm. software and just put it there, you're lightly touching on it every time you go in there. And I think that's the exact balance you want. Yeah, like I think it's so important to visualize the goals that you have. So anything, project management, make yourself a vision board and see what you can achieve. And it's crazy how what you wish for actually happens. Like, for example... And my vision board this year, I said I want to live somewhere warm even for like six months or a year. My family and I are moving to Mexico in August. And it's <gasps> no just, way. yeah, just to like, just to like change the scene. Like I live in Canada, so I'm like, like my content days revolve around the sun. And if yeah. you know, like it's always raining here. And so it's just like something, it's like, come on, we can both work remote. So why can't we just do it? So I think I manifested that somehow. Like I can't believe my family said yes. So just something like that is kind of, it's very, very cool to do if, yeah, manifesting is very, it's very powerful. So be careful. So that's 7A, (laughs) point 7A here. Yes. Yeah. I feel like you and I could have a separate discussion about this. I love talking (laughs) about this, as you probably know, since you listen to the podcast. But yeah, super awesome topic. Okay, what is number eight? Lesson number eight. AI. Do not be scared to use AI. The world, especially the online world, it changes every day and you have to adapt and you got to learn when something new and amazing comes comes in because, you know, instead of being scared, instead of being mad about it, you just kind of learn and see like what, how it can help you with your business. And AI has definitely been very helpful. It's given me ideas when I'm so tired and I'm just like, oh, when your brain is just like to the point of like, you can't even think of a single Mm -hmm. idea for a recipe. Like it's very helpful. So just use that and lean into it instead of being scared and mad about how the world changes so quickly. Unfortunately, it's going to happen. Can't stop the flood, right? The flood gates are open. So you might as well pull out your raft and get on the water and embrace it because nothing else is. Yeah, it is scary, but but you got to do it. 
I'm with you, Carmen. I feel like, yes, scary for sure. Kind of weird. It's kind of uncomfortable. But resisting it is not going to get you anywhere. And the amount of time that I've been food blogging, which is just a little bit over a year, the game has changed probably 10 times. So I don't, I I don't know. I'm just so used to it. Something new will happen every month. And so I'm just kind of like, okay, what's this month? So you kind of just have to like learn. Yeah. I love it. What a great mindset. Yeah. Maybe you should be a mindset coach. (laughs) No, no. I need one. (laughs) I need one, Megan. You could do both. Yeah. (laughs) So number nine, number nine is my favorite. And I actually learned this from you. It's Ooh. time, time blocking batch work. It is the thing that changed my life. And it's, and that's what I do in my project management. So I just have like certain days that this is what I do in certain days. And that's all I do. And I batch work. I do as many of those as I can in the three, four hour block that I have it for. And yeah, it's been very helpful and it's changed my life, really. There's so much power there. And I know that people who don't do this doubt the power because they haven't experienced it. But holy crap, if you can experience the power of batching and time blocking, you will never go back. And it does change your life because it helps you to streamline and prioritize to the point where you can add more things to make money. And then you keep doing it. You keep building on it. It's amazing. It's amazing. So what I do on a Sunday, I look at my calendar because as you know, I go on a weekly, on a weekly, like what I do, what am I going to do that week? So I time block and see, first I have to check the the weather. As you know, I live in Canada, so I got to check when it's sunny. That's <laughs> Those are my work days. Those are my content filming days. And then, and I kind of go from there. And so like I have a day, I have a four hour slot for editing photos. I have a four hour slot for video editing. I have a four hour slot for just writing blog posts. That's all I do. I write blog posts. I have four hour spot, just like creating recipes. So I, I spend four hours and I just create recipes for that four hours. And that's like my, how I batch my content. So every task is like four hour or two to four hours, mm, essentially. Smart. Yeah. And sometimes it's painful. I mean, I sometimes time block and batch and it's not fun. Like it gets to the point where it's like, I'm so over this. But if you just keep going, yeah. push through a little bit, it's so worth it. Yeah. And and I say four hours is because my kids, that's the time that they're at school. So that's the only time I, I only have four and a half hours. So I have to do pick up and drop off again. So do what, do what you can, obviously, if you have more yeah. time. That's amazing. Yeah. Good for you. (laughs) (laughs) You got this. All right. What's your last lesson? Last but not least. My last is be hungry and be ambitious and be delusional. Like if you want something, you kind of have to go get it. Like no one's going to do it for you. You can make, you can only make as many excuses until you're sick of it. And you just got to go, go jump. Cause it's been awesome. It's been such a cool journey to kind of learn and like, And just kind of do it and follow your dreams because that's what life is all about. If you could look back and pinpoint the scariest thing that you did in the past year since starting, what would it be? Telling people that I was going to do it. Oh, before you did it or after you did it? After I did it, like, you know, like there's something to be said when I'm just telling my husband, a couple of my friends, I think I'm going to start this. I think this is a good idea. And to actually tell the world like, hey, 
this is what I've been doing because I started my Instagram from zero. I wanted to be fearless. And so I didn't tell a soul I was doing, I was doing this. Like I kind of just like had that, like, I didn't tell a soul, but the moment I told, I told everybody like that was the scariest part because I couldn't, I don't know, like, and that's where imposter syndrome started happening. So don't tell a soul, just do it and just see what happens. Do you feel like telling people gave it power in a good way? Yeah, definitely. It made me more confident after, but in the very beginning, I just didn't want to tell anyone. I just wanted to see if I could do it on my own. And yeah, so that was, that was the scariest part was just starting to tell people. I was like, Hey guys, I'm doing this. And so, cause you're, you're, you're vulnerable. Like, you know, like it's a very vulnerable thing to do to put yourself out there. So kudos to everyone and who has the courage to do it. Cause it is scary. It is. And if you think about it, if the scariest part is talking about it, then you don't have anything to worry about <laughs> that because that's easy, right? I mean, it's easy to talk. Yes. You know what I mean? Like if you can yes. do that, you can do anything. I think so. And being on this podcast too, it's really, for me, it's scary. This is the first podcast I've ever been on. And so it's oh, a very, congrats. it's very cool. So thank you. And being here isn't actually scary, right? I no. Mean, having a awesome. conversation is like super easy. Easy, And easy. especially with you. I feel like we've been best friends since I started. So it's yeah, really, you've, you've made us, yeah. <laughs> you've made us so comfortable. So thank well, you. I'm glad you've been comfortable. It's been awesome. And to wrap up, do you have anything else? Any other lessons or points or anything you want to expand on before we start saying goodbye? No, just, just. If you're thinking about it, just start because there's nothing greater than just doing something you really want to do. There's nothing like a greater reward other than our kids, obviously, but for yourself, it's just really cool to do, to build something that you did all on your own and to see it flourish. There's nothing cooler. And honestly, like, let's be honest, our blogs are kind of our kids. They are like a part of our souls. (laughs) They are. It is the most vulnerable thing I've ever done. Right. (laughs) And all the pieces, the video, the The social media, the writing, the photography. Yeah, it's very vulnerable. So kudos to everyone for tackling this job. Isn't it amazing to think that thousands and thousands of people do this consistently and show up all the time. It's honestly such an incredible thing. And when I look at other bloggers doing their thing, look at all the content creators, I am I never get jealous. I'm just in awe of them. It's like it is so hard and to show up like that is awesome. So kudos to everyone. Oh, love it. Thank you so much for being here, Carmen. This was seriously so fun. It made my day. I loved our chat. So it's been a pleasure to talk to you. Thank you so much for having me. Yes. Do you have either a favorite quote or words of inspiration to leave us with? Yes. So the theme of this is from this quote, actually. It's by Benjamin Franklin. It's a classic, but it's on my vision board and I look at it every day. It's called, by failing to prepare, you are preparing to fail. So just be very prepared. Oh, I love that. And it speaks to our entire conversation today. So perfect way to end this. We will put together show notes page for you, Carmen. If anyone wants to go look at those, you can go to eatblogtalk.com forward slash eat with Carmen. Tell everyone where they can find you, Carmen. You can find me on my website, eatwithcarmen.com or on Instagram, eatwithcarmen, everywhere and all the platforms. Just put eat with Carmen and you'll find me. That's amazing that Eat With Carmen was available everywhere. That seems like someone would have taken that. I can't believe it either. 
I know. Well, it's it was awesome. meant to be. <laughs> thank you so much. Thanks, Megan. Thanks for being here. And thank you so much for listening, food bloggers. I will see you in the next episode. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Eat Blog Talk. Don't forget to head to forum.eatblogtalk.com to join our free discussion forum and connect with and learn from like-minded peers. I will see you next time.